0: Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I am super thrilled today to have a group of amazing, amazing Latinas, amigas, who are super powerhouses and badasses, I'll tell you. I am so grateful that I know them, and I know that you're going to love them as much as I do. And we're here to talk real talk. I mean, esas pláticas de las tías, de los padres, de las madres, latinas. We all know there's these limitations that we've been living through and surviving through them. So, without further ado, I'd like for each of my guests to introduce themselves and where they're calling from and just a short background. How about we start with Veronica? Can we start with Veronica, please? Sure, it will be my pleasure. <laughs> Hi, my name is Veronica Franco.
1: I was born in East LA. Woo! I am a first generation for my family, born here. My family is from Sinaloa, Mexico, and grew up speaking Spanish. In fact, I was in ESL growing up. That's where I started. And happy to be here. And thank you, Jackie, for inviting me.
0: Thank you for showing up on a Sunday. (laughs) Yes, it's on a Sunday, ladies out there. It's on a Sunday. We work every day. (laughs) So, my dear Fanny... Can you introduce yourself? To
2: Good, us? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Fanny Varela. I was also born in Los Angeles, grew up in neighboring cities, Bell Gardens, Cudahy. Now I reside in Whittier, and I'm happy to be joining your podcast. I've been following you, Jackie. Very powerful.
0: Oh, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Let's see. Who else? Who would like to volunteer next? i um, I'm
3: Alex Madrigal-Chavez. I was born in Orange, California, and I reside in, uh, I'm Hills, California, and I grew up in the city of Santa Ana, where I currently teach. Nice. So I never left my community. I wanted to stay there and help out my students. So
0: that's what I do. Welcome. Welcome. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Yes, ladies. Thank you. Laura. Last
4: one. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Thank you to Veronica. My name is Laura Busa Ocano. Born and raised in Argentina. Came to the United States two decades ago and a little bit more. Stayed in New York for a decade and now in California for my second decade. Um, My third one. Mother of three. Working with my husband right now,
0: but all my past is nonprofit organization, mental health. Nice, nice. Thank you. Welcome. And last but not least, our good friend here, Monique. Hi, everybody. My name is Monique. I'm from
5: Philadelphia. Woo. I am second generation Puerto Rican. My parents were born in the States and my grandparents are from Puerto Rico. So believe it or not, I actually grew up speaking English in my household, and my mom would send me to Puerto Rico uh, for the summer to spend time with my abuelita, and that's when I learned to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in Philadelphia all my life. It's a city that I love very much.
0: Um, And Jackie, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, ladies, for being here with me and spending Sunday evening Yes, ladies, amigas, on a Sunday evening, these powerhouses came to speak to us about these cultural limitations. These sometimes could be golden shackles, or they may not be golden shackles, but we're ready to (laughs) bust through them. I am your host, Jacqueline Tapia. Everybody calls me Jackie, and I'm first-generation Mexican-American, and I know you heard my story on my first podcast interview. and. I was scared shitless, and I'll tell you the reason is is because as a little girl, they scare you to death. You, that's the thing about being in a Latino family, because that's one way, one tactic to try to stop you. And sometimes they mean well, but other times it's a little too much, a little too much. And when we get stopped, then we recognize that as a limitation later on in life. Now, it could cripple us or it can make us stronger. And these ladies here have chosen the path of strength. And I'm super proud to have them here. And let's talk about this. Let's talk about those limitations. And I know there's not only the fear of like, don't do that. There's also the shame component. And I know that each of us can attest to that component in our culture and I would love to hear from any of you, what is your experience with shame and how that transcended in your family? Yes, Veronica,
1: please. So I wanted to just share that I was uh, brought up by a single mother. My mother left my father because he was physically abusing her and mentally abusing her. And you don't do that back in the seventies, right? You don't leave your Mexicano husband, you know, she left him, and I'm so grateful that she did because she, she just did what she had to do. And even if her family did not support her, she moved over to Tijuana. We lived in Tijuana for a little bit. And since I was born in the United States, we ended up coming to San Diego and that's where our life changed. And we were on the system, you know, where she was on welfare and she used to clean houses, but she was there for me. And, you know, there was always this thing, I guess, with my dad's biological father's family that all the tías got married and white, right? Virgenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, as a little girl, that's what I wanted. I wanted to go to the church and just, like, wear this beautiful white gown and get married, right? And <laughs> stable. Save yourself. And save yourself. myself, right? And so so, so <laughs> my mom was looked down on. However, I give my mom lots of credit because she never took that part of the family away. Regardless, my father and her did not work out. She always made it a point for her to, for me to connect with my primos, primas, tias from that side of the family. But it was always like they looked down on us because... My mom was single and I was never going to get ahead. I was going to get pregnant. I was not going to finish school. I was not going to be successful. Let me tell you, I am the most successful cousin out of that group, making a six-figure income. I'm a VP at a title company and I love it. And my next goal is to be part owner. So you know in their face yes. <laughs> <Perfect. Yes. laughs> so you know that's yes. the thing like you know yeah and now my cousins you know they you know they've had bad marriages and now you know it's, it's a different generation but back then you don't leave your machista husband no. so i'm very grateful for my mother that she did that and so just wanted and to and you know
0: what as you were saying in the 70s this is like major major because when you are Mexicana and leaving your spouse in the '70s, that's unheard of. That takes ganas, a sheer, a total trailblazer. Absolutely. Yes, and breaking away from the cycle of violence, even more so, even more so, because you know, being in a domestic violence situation, we already know that that is. It just keeps on going and going and going and going. And she was able to cut ties with the abusive spouse in order to provide for you a better living, Veronica. That's beautiful and super important. And I know that a lot of amigas out there may understand that also, that, that if they are in, in, a, in a situation like that, that there are resources out there to help them. But it really, does st- it really starts with you. Tener la ganas de salir. Y, y so, thank you so much for that, Veronica. Oh my goodness, I love this discussion.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, and what else? I mean, I, I think that part of shame, like we were talking about, like she, el, el quien dirá el vas a salir con tu domingo siete, as we all know, that is like in the translation of that is like you're going to come out with your seventh Sunday, which means that pregnancy before getting married. And that's a huge shame in our culture. And um, I know that, you know, they keep telling you the moment that you get your period, there's the first shame there. Oh, no te vayas a salir con todo Domingo Siete. And then they, but they don't explain what the heck is Domingo Siete. Like, do they even tell you what sex is all about? They don't. Anybody would like to contribute to that?
3: Well, I, it's Alex. When I was 12... And I started my period. I had no clue. None. I went to the bathroom and I thought I'm dying. Something. (laughs) I just thought that's it. I'm dying. And I was so scared. And I remember coming out and my mom was looking at me and she says, you're bleeding, right? And I said, what? How did you know? And she says, it's okay. It happens. And so then she, that's all she said. Use this, you're fine. And I just remember thinking, what in the heck? So I went to my cousin, who's two years older than, than me. She was 14, 15 at the time. And I asked her, and she's the one that explained to me. Yeah. So then I went back to mom, and I try to ask her, and she just says, Well, if she, si te lo explico a ti, entonces ya sabes. And I
4: thought,
3: okay. And that was it. <laughs> and that was it. And then she says, I'm going to, and there, that was my sex talk. Yeah. And yes. it was always just don't ever, don't, you know, and we, I talked to my mom now about it. Like my mom says now, Cómo era con ustedes, <laughs> ay Dios mío, cómo. Now she's like, she was really bad, not bad, but bad in the sense that she didn't educate us in that way because of the way she was brought up. Yeah. My mom, yeah. my grandfather was a bracero. Yeah. So I brought my 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 mom and her brothers and sisters to Tijuana while he was in California. And he would go and visit and, you know, leave a little gift for my grandmother. And then he'd go come back. And then nine months later, another little one was born. So my mom is one of 15. And she's the oldest. So when she came to California, she was 13 years old and was never allowed to go to school. And so I think it was just a lot of not knowing because she was so busy raising all her brothers and sisters that when she had us, it was just, you know, that's what it is. Let's go, move on. Yeah. But now, now we talk about it, and she just says it was just fear. Mm-hmm. She goes, tenía un miedo de que ustedes, you know, that we, she knew what we were going to suffer yeah. as women. As women. You know, when we were 15 and going out and then respetar. No, no dejen que alguien les falte mm-hmm. el respeto. Yeah. And if she would never tell us why we couldn't, have sex? She would just say. <laughs> she would say <laughs> Dios <te> está viendo. <laughs> and then she would say, no, but their best line was: she would say when we would go out. You know, our curfew was nine thirty, even though we were going out at eight. But our curfew was nine thirty, and, so, and so she would say, "No or sitting here." She or she, what was her other saying? She would say. Nada bueno pasa después de que se baja el sol. He had all these ways of just convincing us. You know what? She's right. It is. Yeah, you're right. We should like. It was just like this mental thing, and like you said, it's just fear. Fear. But it's also like they mentally know how to control us. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I remember thinking, I will never be that way with my kids. Never, never, never. But let me tell you. There's times (laughs) where
0: I'm
3: like, a placa puta, placo. And I'm like, oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. You just sounded like my mom. (laughs) No, and then I hear my husband going, I'll give you something to cry
3: about. Yes. Oh my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> Our kids don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And so that's the thing. Our kids have no clue. No clue. And you know though. what? In a way, it's like what we worked hard for so that okay. they don't have to go through that. But then in the same time, you kind of want them to experience a little because you kind of want them to appreciate a little bit more as the way we do. Right. But we're so blessed that they will never know what certain things feel like. But
0: right right it's just like a yeah for sure it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time right yeah I I totally agree I mean I remember when yeah I I still haven't had the talk of the birds and the bees (laughs) and I already have an eight-year-old so it's like when is that talking ever happen I mean it's crazy and then you don't know what it's gonna be I mean
3: yeah I know I'll talk to our 13-year-old and he'll be
0: Mom, I already took that class. I got it. You know what? You know, I know that nowadays they are having this discussion in class and I don't remember. And maybe it's because, I mean, we were born, I mean, some of us were born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s. I don't ever remember having a sex talk. Well, our parents didn't sign the waiver. That's why.
3: (laughs) They had no I idea Sign it. My mom was like no and I went to PE in the gym class. I was in the eighth grade. yeah and I remember I wanted to go so bad because I needed to know what was happening <laughs> let me go.
1: Uh, so see, the I remember there, was, uh, there was a waiver there was there was oh, yeah. sex ed it was sex ed and it was back in 6th and grade. only 8th grade seventh, was it? I remember it was junior high Mine was I don't remember grade. any of that <gasps> yeah you never got oh. the waiver sign that's <laughs> <laughs> my, my badass mama did sign oh, that no. waiver because mm. she wanted me to be like okay this is what's yeah. going on and but yeah it was 6th grade for, for mm. me Yeah.
0: wow that's see that's I'm learning this now, girls. Oh, my God. I have no idea there was a damn waiver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <In English. laughs> I used to tell her because she didn't know how to read English. Mami, aquí. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I know. I There were so many. I mean, obviously, we were the interpreters because, of course. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we like, it's and it's right. an No, these my like, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember it used to really annoy me that I always had to interpret. Yes. Always. That completely did. I'm like, you've been in this country for how long? And you can't speak English? And here I am shaming my own mom about that. Yeah. You know, she only went to fourth grade. So how can I, at that age, how can I comprehend that limitation? Mm -hmm. So even I was creating a limitation on her. Yeah. It's crazy because now as an adult, I I now realize, damn, Jackie, you know, that was very insensitive. Mm -hmm. But I was this like stupid teenager, like, mom, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yes, the fear and the shame, it just goes hand in hand. Now we know better, I think, or maybe sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, I now know that fear is just what they say it's called false evidence appearing real. And I know that now that that's fear. Like it's just something that we believe it's going to be, but we know for a fact that it's not. And so in these, in these situations, these cultural dynamics, I think the older we get, the wiser we become, and then we start learning. And now these women now that are going up in the Me Too movement, I find that to be super empowering because, as a first generation Mexican American, because sex was so ashamed, it was shameful. Right. If, if one of us were being violated, we were first believed that it was us. Right. right? And so I'm super grateful now for the Me Too movement for the younger generations. But, you know, it's things like that that continues to perpetuate the circle of violence because sexual assault and sexuality and sex, those are such huge topics that we in the culture don't tend to talk about still to this day. It is really appalling. And so how can we as adults change the narrative of that? How do you all think about that?
4: You know, I want to talk because um, I don't do have to move. It's not that important, but I'm going to talk <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> no, talking about Dante, uh, Dante sorry, Alex, <laughs> I was reflecting like my mom had it easy. She has to repeat my grandma, but now the mall is broken for me. Yeah. So I have to be creative and not be repetitive. Yeah. like Ale was saying, mm-hmm. sometimes i I heard myself saying the same thing that my mom said, and I do it too, and I hate myself, yeah, and I hate it. I'm like, I don't want to do that, but I don't have the tools, yeah and one thing that we do you know in a family and pattern is you know you repeat repeat, yeah, yeah. you repeat uh-huh. your models, which is the most comfortable thing to do, yeah oh yeah. So sometimes I'm trying to open the discussion with my kids Mm -hmm. and they're brighter than me and they have more resources and at the end I'm like, oh my God, I learned from them. From them, yes. Right. So my position is not so empowering for them as an authority. Like my mom was an authority. My grandma too. You're not going to say anything to your grandma. It's your grandma. Yes. (laughs) Even though she's dumbest lady in the world you're not going <laughs> and i yeah. love her same name and everything <laughs> but you know looking back it's like oh my god this lady couldn't express herself emotionally she was rough she was tough she will not give me a hug she will not kiss you she never had anything positive to say to you yeah. And sometimes when I say that to my daughter, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm my grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm buying, you know, affection, saying, no, 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 you're the best. You're the best. And she's like, why do you say I'm the best? Okay, so then I have to go back and pedal back and try to be honest and genuine with my affections, you know, but I never had yeah. My grandmother never hugged me, she never said anything yeah. good about me. She's like, You're crazy. I hope somebody can guide you in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's rough. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but going back to a shame, and I'm going to say something very little. I grew up in Argentina. My whole life was military government, hand to hand with Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to know about (laughs) shape? Yeah. (laughs) You want me to write a manuscript or something? It was hard. I went 12 years to nun school, but they were super cool. The ladies were from Spain, were a little more open-minded. Because one of those nuns, she started to talk to me about philosophy and psychology. And I'm like, oh my God, what is psychology? And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. So every day I remember that night with Madre Luna. For me, it was okay. the best that she can be at that time. Yeah. So I judge people according to their circumstances, their history. So my grandmother was the best that
5: she can mm-hmm. be at that yeah. time. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was it for me.
4: <laughs> oh yeah,
5: that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I definitely
4: shame, the shame is a shame for everyone and still are because mm-hmm. if I tell you now, oh yeah, my daughter she was having she's fourteen, she doesn't have a boyfriend, but she was you know having sex with the boyfriend and I found them in their bedroom. You will be oh my god! You're not oh, going what? to say Let's go for her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right now, if our sons have a girl over and they're in the room and the door is closed, you best believe I'm gonna knock that door down. I'm gonna. coming. I'm
4: coming.
3: But it's just (laughs) that is still in us. I think that's always gonna be in us about respect and because it's just it was drilled in us. Mm -hmm. And even though as much as it's just. But I see what your point is. Yeah, I
4: know. It's a catch twenty-two. For but sure. it's the lack of, yes, stock
0: role models and open minded are moving with the time. It's yeah, true. yeah. So we yeah, need to do that for our boys. It's that as authority. Like we're. I'm still scared shitless. I'm totally yeah. scared shitless. I'm my mom. Like, <laughs> like. Like, I'm like Fanny knows oh my god I better go I better leave I better leave because my mom is waiting for me <laughs> it's like, oh my god I'm a 46 year old woman like really I mean seriously <laughs> I feel like Laura and her, respect, her grandma
3: all respect, respect. All respect. Yes.
4: I think it's more respect than it is fear
3: first, respect
4: or... in their terms no yes. respect on your terms okay. Exactly. Where you say, right. I'm sorry, you know what? Uh, I have ADSC, I'm like, yeah. done. But you know, it's funny, I always joke with my husband. I always say,
3: God didn't give us girls for a reason because I'd freaking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think I can handle having girls for sure. I mean, I have hand, hands down to you, Laura, because I don't know if I could no. sleep. I don't, like,
1: I don't know. As God did not give us girls for a reason. For a reason uh, I, I know, know.
0: Alex fanny and veronica only have boys <laughs> uh, i have i have a girl so I, I still have yet to find out those circumstances I mean, I monique, monique was gonna say something yeah. i no, i just kind of
5: wanted to piggyback and i'm sorry i forgot the name of the lady that was just laura. speaking. That's from laura from argentina laura. no i love something that she said and i kind of wanted to piggyback on that Was that the women in our lives, our moms, our grandmoms, our tias, they really had a hard time expressing their joy. You know, they were like always kind of just kind of pushing it down and not get it too excited. And just it's sort of bizarre because speaking about what you ladies are talking about, I'm one of five and I'm the only girl. So I have four brothers,
4: so I had a hard
5: time (laughs) (laughs) growing up because it was like there was this unspoken set of rules for me and then a whole nother set of rules for my brother. Oh, yeah. For my brothers. And it was like really difficult for me to deal with that growing up. And I would challenge my parents believe it or not, and say, you know, well, he can do it. and, Oh, it's different. You know, we need to protect you. There was a whole nother set of rules for me that just did not apply to my brothers. And it was
0: such a challenge growing up. Oh, yeah. The oh, protection. yeah. Action. The protection. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. From what? Like, yeah, like that just didn't like what's so different from my brothers.
5: Yeah. Right.
0: Protect me from like exactly. I, and it just boggles my brain because if I start to think about, you know, protections, yes, you need to be protected from these pedophiles, you need to be protected from from these abusers out there. But these abusers and pedophiles are in our own communities, our oh, own families. Families. Oh, our right. own families. Absolutely. Is, it's like crazy. It boggles my brain, but Oh, my God. I love this conversation, ladies. <laughs> just mentioning about the double
3: standard with the boys and the girls. It was funny because my, I have a brother. And he was able to go out and, oh, the baby. El loco. Yes. Como le decimos. regalo de Dios. Oh, we know about that. <laughs> and I him, I mean, he, he, when he was born, he had four moms. My two sisters and myself and my mom. But when he was going out and staying out to the wee hours of the night, mama would be like, oh, está bien, déjalo. Ya, ya, uh-huh. déjalo. It's fine. But then I said to her one day, but he's out with someone's daughter. Mm-hmm. He's out mm-hmm. with someone's sister. Like, yeah. do you not think about that part? But right. then she would say, es
0: que no las cuida. Then it was someone else. <laughs> 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 I yeah. and it it's wow. really Nosotros te cuidamos awesome. a ti. Te cuidamos what? a ti.
3: I know, you know, right? But it's wow. like that the people he's out to the hours of
0: the morning is someone's daughter who probably
3: feels the same way. Who
4: knows?
5: Yeah. So and then it. it's a vicious cycle. It's like a vicious cycle. It really is. It keeps them crazy. On oh, yeah. Keeps
0: moving. <laughs> Miss Fanny, we haven't um, heard from you. I don't mean to call you out, but girl, I know. I, no, 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 I'm sure fine. <laughs> doesn't, Boy, need
2: so doesn't need <laughs> a mic, she doesn't
0: need a mic. You
2: know, I was, Laura also mentioned about the Catholic Church, you know, I mean, we were, yeah. Jackie, I mean, we went Catholic school, <laughs> yeah. and I think they're a bit complicit as well in that shame factor, because, I mean, as an adult, I was married. Prior to my, you know, I was married before. (laughs) And when I was going, I remember when I was contemplating divorce, I was just like, oh no, that's so shameful because my parents are still married, my sister and her husband... You, I mean, the people you respect and you're yeah. just, just like, no, you, you can't get, I can't get a divorce. I have to work things out, even though I knew this marriage is not, <laughs> <laughs> I wish i not even have gotten married to be honest. But, um, but it was just the shame factor that kept me in that marriage for even longer than, than what it should have lasted. And and it was it's it's again back to your parents and my mind. What are people gonna think? I know, no, no qué va a pensar la gente. And oh, yeah. and I was and you know and I was kind of like a go back and forth. Oh, let me try it out. I do have my son. Oh no, you know, and just the shamefulness of being a single mom and and the Catholic Church again. You know, it's just like I got married through la the church. Shot. Yeah. that yeah. is just I like shot. oh no, you know, and and so it's a bit family, a bit religion that you really have to work through and work through that shame because you do, you do that like guilt is just, it, it permeates yeah. through every essence of your life almost until, until you, you know, I mean, let's say even now, I mean, I'm happily married, you know, with my second husband and, and he is my soulmate, but then you do, you still have that guilt. Like right now, I have the guilt. I, I have to give an annulment from my first <laughs> marriage.
0: Yeah. And
2: you know, even when I go to Mass and I can't receive the Holy Eucharist. You can come to
0: St. Monica's because you could do that
5: there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, That still lingers. The guilt and the shame still lingers through adulthood from what you initially, how you initially were raised and your beliefs. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's, it's incumbent upon us now at our age and our stage in life to change that around. So what can we do as superpower amigas to pave the way for our listeners out there who who are in those positions of like, oh my God, you know, I'm being shamed for this reason. I can't leave this marriage for that reason. My parents don't love me enough that I can't go out because of X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. What do you guys think would be a the first step in changing this dynamic that we live in? Mm -hmm. Yes, Veronica. I -hmm.
1: think it's starting with us like Alex says, like, sometimes we find ourselves, you know, acting like our mothers and it's like, stop. I don't want to do that. Cause there's things I don't want to do that. You know, my mom did when I was, when she was raising me, but I think it starts within us and having more communication, being more open-minded and having a relationship with your child. Yeah. You know, I think that's so important. I know my son and I have a a wonderful relationship. You know, I have made it a point never to miss out on his life. And he respects me a lot. I think he loves me more than dad, even though he says he loves both of us. (laughs) 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 But, you know, he talks to me about so many issues. Yeah. And I think instead of me regañarlo, and I'll give you an example. Sixth grade, he... He wanted to be a cool little boy. Right. And he got social media. I didn't know about it. I found out through another mom, which I talked to him about it. He says, you know, if you ever want to do something, you need to ask me, you need to ask permission first of all. And so he got social media, Instagram, and then he sent a private message to a girl that happened to be a teacher's daughter and told her she had a nice ass. Mm -hmm. And the principal calls me because he went to a Lutheran school, very strict, zero tolerance. And she says, Ms. Franco, there was some inappropriate, you know, Instagram messaging. I go, no, that can't be my son. So, you know, my son did deny it. He said it was a hacker. And I yeah. I was like, mm, okay. And I told the principal, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. But you know what? I didn't get upset. He finally confessed no. that it was him. I did not get upset. I just told him, oh, my goodness. We had a serious talk about social media. And, you know, and he understood. And, you know, he was suspended in, in office suspension. And uh, he learned his lesson and we moved on and that's it. I mean, I just didn't, I wasn't going to, you know, make him feel ashamed of that. Um, It's just, you know what, it was going to happen and we just, um, you know, go through the motions. Uh, You have to pay the price. And that's it. But that was my little answer. So it's just starting for me. It's starting with myself, not making the mistakes my mom made with me. I think communication is super important with your child and having a relationship with them too. Not being their friend. Yeah. But being a parent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I totally agree. I find myself like when I'm about to, I, (laughs) what they say to me, it's like, Okay, Ophelia, because that's the name of my mom. (laughs) When I I, I do something, I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) I get myself scared. I'm still, I'm so scared. But you know, like, I'm like, no, no, I can't, I'm not going to repeat this. I'm not going to repeat it. So I find myself sometimes when I get in that situation, I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to be very careful, like not to lash out because I know how I felt when I was being lashed out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So I'm really being very trepidatious in the way that I respond to my child because I know that words are so powerful and lasting. To this day, I'm a 46-year-old woman, and I have oh, those words. Remember.
3: Yeah, you still remember those words. sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it really does start with us as parents. And if we're not parents... What else can we do? Because I know Monique, you're not a parent thus far, right? No, not
5: this. No, and I may not be. I'm getting there. We'll see. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's kind of like that TikTok time. But I'm going to be honest, it kind of goes in line with what we were talking about is that that's something that I never really visioned up, which for my mom and my aunts was like, (gasps) you know, like, what do you mean? But for me, I just, try to have the courage to be vulnerable and to Mm -hmm. express my joy. I do a lot of writing and journaling because Mm -hmm. when I was young and it's kind of funny because my dad recently found this and I was mortified. (laughs) I used to have a really hard time communicating with my mom. So I felt that I needed to get that frustration out. So I would write in my journal, you know, notes and letters to my mom Mm -hmm. And telling her exactly what I needed to say and just get it out that way. I would always visualize things and I just keep dreaming and just really try to pour into myself so that my nieces, other women in my life can see that, you know, you can really do anything that you want to do. You know, you just have to be okay with dreaming. So I just try to pour into myself. I try to meditate and write Mm -hmm. and um, deal with those things that may have bothered me growing up. You know, my mom and I have a beautiful relationship now. And there are times when my dad found that and he's laughing because they're still married. And he goes, I agree with some of those things. And I'm like, dad, you're not (laughs) supposed to... (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's just how i dealt with it growing up like if i didn't feel like i can express myself i would just write it in a journal and i'm a blogger now and i use a lot of the same material and it just creates dialogue in the community for other people to say hey i've been through this too or to speak with what fanny was saying like i too went through a divorce and you know, went through that whole shame bit, especially with having uh, grandparents and parents and and uncles that have been married forever. You just don't get a divorce, you know? So that was a big deal. And so I just, I journal, I just really pour into myself and try Mm -hmm. to heal because I feel like I can be no good to anybody unless I keep pouring into myself, which is not something we were taught. (laughs) So I'm doing my best to do that every day so I can be better for my family, for my community. It's not easy, but you
0: it starts with you, for sure. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. Yes. I mean, Thank there's, you. there's so many things you can do. Journaling, my goodness. So, amigas out there, journal. It's so amazing how therapeutic that is. Well, I mean, find it. Hide it really good.
5: Oh yeah, because I didn't hide it good. <laughs>
0: Get serious. a lock on it. <laughs> no, for real, for real. Yeah, but you know it's it's super important what it does to you when you write, and if you write in a way that you are kind to yourself and forgiving, then you start loving yourself, and 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 then to say, okay, well now, yes. You called, you know, let's say, for example, like your, your mom, let's just say, why she's a fucking bitch. I can't, I hate, her. I hate her, but you're writing it and you're purposely writing these things and you're looking at it. So you know, like, okay, you put it on paper and then you can let it go.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And that is one way of handling it, right? That's one way how an amiga can handle her shit. (laughs) (laughs) Writing it out. Yeah. Or, you know, know, obviously talking it out as well. For those of us like me, who's still scared at the age of 40. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I still quiver. But, you know, at the same time, I've worked a lot on myself. So that I don't stay stuck in that reality that I believe is of shame. I don't don't stay stuck there. And for those of you who are listening, remember that, that it's up to us. That whatever is happening is for us. It's not to us, it's for us. And so that we can find solace, comfort in people, in resources, in writing, in speaking. And so never stop seeking out help and seeking out kindness and compassion. And remember to have lots of compassion for yourself foremost. And like um, Esther Hicks says, you have to be selfish. You have to be selfish with your words and your, your view, because once you are selfish enough, you have all the wisdom and the power and the love inside of you, then you can give it away. Mm. Oh, and you yeah. can choose how to give it away. Oh, my ladies, my ladies, you know, we can talk about this for hours and hours. I'm and, um, <laughs> uh, I I so... <laughs> so...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> yeah dinner is waiting out there i thank you so much ladies for everything i mean it, this was beautiful it's just i love how natural it is to talk about these things and and how we're not afraid to speak up anymore you know we're thank not thank you for
2: your insights jackie
0: Oh, thank no, you. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank, thank, thank you. You all. And I love that, this conversation. And we, we must repeat again. Absolutely, right? I'm so yes, let's do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, pick another topic. we'll pick another topic. Yeah. So yes. I just wanted to say thank you all. And and everyone out there at the Amiga Handle Your Shit. Listen, whatever you do always have compassion first for yourself because then only then you can have compassion for others. So any last words, ladies, any other tips for these amigas so that they can handle their shit? <laughs> <laughs> Be okay with being
5: yourself. Definitely. And pour into yourself and give yourself joy. Yes. Put
3: yourself first. always. Oh yeah. Always.
4: always. Can I say one more? Yes. Seek out for help. Don't be ashamed.
0: Yes, I love that. Can't go anywhere else. Yes, amen to that. And on that note, we will sign off. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jackie. Jackie. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe